Arizona Boomer Radio brings you Straight Down the Middle, Arizona's only Internet golf show. Straight Down the Middle is produced by the Boomer and the Baby Incorporated in partnership with GolfMix.com. GolfMix is your place to read course reviews written by recreational golfers just like you. Learn about the course you're going to play. Check out GolfMix before your next round. Now it's time to hit it straight down the middle. Four! Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee, wee bit. That's when McCaddy lost sight of it. That little white pellet has never been found to this day. But it went straight down the middle, like they say. Whack down the fairway. It went smack down the fairway. Then it started to slice just a smidge off line. It hit it with two, but it bounced off nine. My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay. Internet Golf Show here in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, we're coming to you on the 4th of April, 2013, 9 o'clock in the morning here. For anybody that's listening outside of the state of Arizona, it's uh, whatever time it is and wherever you're listening, and I'm not going to go through the math right now. So, uh, With that being said, I want to welcome, uh, first of all, uh, my co-host for the day is Mr. John Bloom of uh, local broadcasting fame and CBS Sports fame. We're going to talk to John here in a minute. And also uh, Mr. Dave Crivelli. Dave Crivelli is the CEO of a thing called Bugle Long Life Tea. I think it's Bugle Bugle Incorporated, but we'll get to that also. Uh, Before we start talking to... to Dave, I want to talk uh, with you, John. I'm glad you're here with me today. I know your schedule is kind of tightening up as you're getting ready to uh, take a little jaunt, aren't you? I am, Pete. I'm excited about uh, next week, uh, but also uh, something that jumped up on the schedule unexpectedly, uh, and that's the Final Four. It's funny, uh, you know, this has been quite a year in my in my world uh, as I bring everybody uh, listening into uh, my own personal uh, issues. They're good issues uh, this year because uh, I'm a diehard Giants fan, and they went to the World Series and won. Uh, the tough part about that was that they beat my wife's Tigers. Uh, so we actually went head-to-head in that. And then uh, now here we are with my Syracuse Orangeman getting set to face her Michigan Wolverines in the uh, Final Four. And so we've uh, found a way to make it possible to go down to Atlanta since I was going there anyway next week to work the Masters and uh, go a few days early to catch some basketball. It's going to be a heck of a, a weekend. Wow, you're a... Uh... You're really uh, in in tall cotton, as they say. Uh, so, uh, what uh, your plan then is to go down to what that game is? It Saturday? Is it Saturday or Sunday? Saturday, yeah. So uh, they play the uh, late game uh, on Saturday. We've got a Saturday flight because I've got a Suns game tomorrow night, uh, and uh, and then. Uh, you know, the cool part is one of us will be uh, playing in the championship game, and, and I think most likely playing a Louisville team that, that now is not only very talented but driven, and uh, that's going to be a tough uh, tough beat for either Michigan or Syracuse if Louisville beats, which is 
Utah State, which I think I think they will. But who knows? Uh, there could be another shocker in store. And then uh, and then after that, uh, after basketball is finished on Monday night, then it's uh, traveling over to Augusta and, and getting ready to work for CBS Sports. Uh, really excited about getting back for my tenth year and. Uh, I'm going to make the most of it from a standpoint of, of uh, being there because it's a, it's a real special place to be. So now uh, let everybody know what it is you're going to be doing for CBS Sports. As I understand it's a little different this year than it has been in the past. No, I think it's uh, the same gig. It's interesting. I, I show up there, Pete, and uh, I see a lot of uh, you know friendly and familiar faces. Uh, these these guys who work for CBS on a week by week basis. You know, they travel with each other for 34, 36 weeks in a year. A lot of them do football uh, on top of golf, and it's like a family. And I've been working now, you know, just about 10 years uh, for them, a little bit more, uh, but only in spot duty. So I'm I'm kind of an outsider still, but when I get there, it's always great to see everybody. Uh, and then I find out really what they what they need from me. Uh, for the most part, I've been uh, – uh, you know, my my responsibility is monitoring the press conferences. So every time golfers finish up, and sometimes before they go out and play uh, during the practice rounds, they've got press conferences for the other media that doesn't include the uh, the television broadcast. So you're not seeing those live on the air. Uh, when you do see any press conference footage, it's usually because I went to a producer and said, "Hey, you know, Hunter Mahan just had a great comment about the the uh, you know shape of the of the." the rough or whatever happens to be. Uh, or, you know, usually it's something a little bit more uh, sensational that makes the, the telecast. You don't usually see a whole lot of press conference stuff because they've got their own guys on the course interviewing people. So, uh, you know, it, it, to me it's a job that I do because it's the Masters. Uh, and and while it's my one year as a grunt, uh, I, I accept that role proudly and, and I go in there and, and get to see a lot of uh, people that I enjoy seeing and and, and the good thing about the press conferences is, you know, most of them are in the afternoons, so a lot of time in the mornings they'll have me jump from truck to truck, or sometimes I can get some time to walk around the golf course, which is an unbelievable uh, thing to do uh, for anybody who loves this game. So uh, I think that, uh, you know, that's what I look forward to each week. And, and now with golf mix being such a big deal in my life, it's great to be able to have the conversations about what we're doing with the business and, and talk to some of the, you know, heavy hitters in golf because they're all pretty much there hanging out under the oak tree. Uh, and so I definitely make an effort to be under that tree a, a few times during the week as well. Well, now you've got a, uh, you've got a, a master's contest going uh, on golf mix, correct? We do. Uh, and it's going to fill up fast actually, because uh, this year we've gotten great response from uh, just the, the, the couple mentions we've uh, thrown out there here on the show and also through social media. Uh, but uh, we've got a newsletter going out tomorrow, so uh, it's going to let everybody know that, that there's only a few spots left, and the way it works is you just go and write a review of a golf course in Arizona, uh, the last one you played, just uh, let everybody know what you felt about it. You rate the, the course in six categories, and then you're uh, entered to win. Uh, gear straight from the Masters, and this is on me. I get to go uh, you know, use the credit card and uh, purchase a bunch of gear when I'm there, uh, and then we're going to distribute that to the winners, uh, the top five. So if you get, uh, when you enter the contest by writing a review, you'll be assigned a player in the field. If your player finishes top five, if you get a Tiger Woods, for example, who I think would be, uh, speaking of shockers, that would be a shocker if he didn't finish in the top five the way he's coming in this year. Uh, 
then you're going to get uh, your choice of, of all the gear that I pick up uh, inside the merchandise tent. I usually like to get a nice mix of hats, and I uh, don't like to get shirts because it's too tough to size people. But, uh, you know, we'll get some hats, we'll get some flags, we'll get some programs, we'll get some putter covers, uh, a lot of cool different things that, that people would enjoy uh, that you can only get at Augusta National. They don't sell Masters gear anywhere else, and, and I think that that's what makes us, uh, you know, special, and, and we get great response for it, and we have fun with it. And we'll update it throughout, and I'll probably be, uh, be doing a lot more social media, some chatting online on our Facebook page, uh, some spree casting potentially from my hotel room. Uh, and while I'm there, we're just going to make the most of my, my time there, uh, and I'll share the experiences I have uh you know, maybe with a glass of wine next to me, if that's all right with everybody. Well, there you go. Have one for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you've got going over there on your spreecast and so on. Uh, I was talking also to uh, our other broadcast partner, uh, works with you, Kirk uh, Kirk Getzinger, and uh, uh, he's not with us today because he apparently has some family things that he had to deal with. Uh, and, but we're talking also about next Thursday, moving the time of the show back. Uh, into the late afternoon uh, to encompass a little bit of the first round as far as what's happened at the Masters, uh, provided there's been no delays and so on, and uh, maybe have a little discussion of that. And if you have the time, we'd love to have you join us from there for a few minutes anyhow, and uh, uh, we'll talk about that more in, the, in asking you to commit. But I just will talk about that between now and then. Actually, between no, I'd love to, Pete. I think, I think it's a no-brainer as long as we, uh, you know, schedule it out so that it's not when guys are coming in after their rounds and, and in the press conference rooms, then, then we'll probably be good to go. So we can uh, we can pick a time to make that happen. I look forward to it. And like I said, I want to make the most of it. In the past, I've done, you know, spot updates for, for uh, the radio station, uh, you know, Arizona Sports 620 here, and uh, they haven't, uh, you know, moved forward with that. They've limited their uh, live shows as well. So, uh, you know, now I feel like let's let's uh, maximize it for straight down the middle and, and golf mix and anybody else that I can uh, talk to while I'm there. Well, that sounds great. I, I appreciate that, uh, your willingness to do that. Uh, Kirk and I were thinking about 6 o'clock our time on Thursday. That makes it about 9 o'clock uh Yours. Yeah, I don't know how I don't, I don't know how that works for you, but we'll we'll be able to email back and forth regarding that. Uh, I want to get to our guest today. Uh, his name, as I mentioned, is Dave Crivelli. Dave, thanks for being patient as we've been talking a little, uh, little masters and a little what John's doing. Uh, you uh, are with Bugle Long Life Tea. Welcome to the Boomer the Babe Show. I'm oh, sorry. Thank you. This is straight down the middle. This is straight down the middle today, isn't it? <laughs> well, and, and I'm very envious of John. I've always wanted to go to Augusta and uh, never had the opportunity, but uh, hopefully someday before I, I'm on the other side of the turf, I'll be there. So. Well, Dave, I, uh, I've had many a conversation uh, like this. I will say this. I, I, I don't take it for granted. I feel so lucky to, to have the opportunity. Uh, but I do tell everybody who's got golf in their soul that if you can make it happen, do it, you know, once in your life. And then, uh, and that's really what it has to be. I mean, it's going to be so difficult to do it on a regular basis for any human. Uh, and and I, I don't know how these people that have them, I feel like it's a legacy. When I walk around the grounds there, I look around and you see a lot of the same faces. Uh, and I think people get a hold of these uh, passes, the patrons do, and, and uh, they just pass it down, and it's one of the toughest tickets to get. But it can be uh, gotten, as they say, and so I wish you best of luck in doing it, and I do think that it's worth making the effort once for, for everybody who loves this game. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you. 
Well, I want to get into uh, a little bit of what Dave what Dave's got going here. He's the, as I said, the, C, the CEO of Bugle Tea. Uh, Bugle Tea is a unique tea in that it is virtually indestructible. It does not harm the club face. Uh, it, it's and it also benefits uh, charities, uh, which is very fitting as 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 golf is known for that. So, Dave, why don't you give us a little synopsis, kind of what you were talking about with me prior to going on the air, about how it came to be that you formed the Bugle Tea Company here in Arizona, where the Bugle Tea originates, and uh, uh, how it's all being put together at this point. Give me about two or three minutes, if you could. I, I can do that, um, and thank you for the opportunity. Actually, the name of the company is Bugle Enterprises. And uh, we we are the distributor for the Bugle Long Life Tea. Uh, they're actually the teas are actually uh, made in Sweden. And uh, my partner Janik Eden uh, has a house over there, and he goes back there every summer for a couple of months. And came back in August of 2010 here to Phoenix and brought me a Bugle Tea, which uh, they don't call it the Bugle Tea over there, but. Uh, when I first saw it, I thought it looked like a bugle, so it became the bugle tee. Uh, but I actually played it for five or six rounds and thought it was a phenomenal product. I like the fact that I pick it up and take it with me. Uh, so many guys at my club uh, leave tees, whether they break or don't break. They just leave them because they know they can go down to the cart burn and just grab a handful, and uh, it's always kind of disturbed me about that. Uh, so I played it, and I... We were playing golf one day, and I asked him how come I'd never seen the product, and he said, they don't sell it over here, and I said, well, heck, why don't we sell it? So we contacted the manufacturer and talked to the CEO. He said uh, for us to write up a contract, and uh, the next thing you know, we have the distributorship for the whole Western Hemisphere, and uh, we've been in business now for about two years. Uh, things couldn't be better. Uh, we're in about 25 different retailers. And we, uh, in a couple of golf courses, uh, we're always looking for, you know, new people to just to not only sell our product, but to help clean up their tee boxes. And uh, I guarantee it will make their greenskeepers very happy. <laughs> Keep those so things that's, out that's of the That's how the whole thing started. And uh, actually, to this day, I'm still playing the same tee that I received uh, in August of 2010, and I probably play minimum of three times a week. So. Oh, see, now you just turn the tables, Dave. You just flip the tables around. Now I'm jealous of you. <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't walked Augusta. I trust you, I'd give all the rounds of golf up just for one walk around Augusta. Forget about <laughs> even getting an opportunity to play. So, uh, yeah, it's a great experience. But it's it, uh, we have a great product. Uh, it's been very well received by the public, uh, especially to the very young kids uh, and to the elderly. Uh, all the middle people in between are, you know, the avid golfers that that uh, think a little bit about the environment and, and don't want to uh, leave all that stuff laying around, whether broke or unbroke. I think it's uh, I, I think it's it's been phenomenal. Uh, we and you mentioned the charity aspect of it. Uh, when my partner and I, Janet Eden, uh, started this operation, we our first our actually our first deal wasn't how much money we were going to make or this or that. It was what could we give back to charity. Uh, 
Uh, I actually lost a wife back in 97 to breast cancer. So charity is very important to me. And we have eight different color tees. Uh, people can go to bugletee.com and and see the different colors. And in, each color represents a different charity. And uh, we're proud to uh, say in two years uh, we've donated over $4,000 to various charities. And uh, that is more rewarding than any financial gain that we might make. Uh, uh, Dave, what is the what is the price range of of the bugle tee? Are they so are they sold individually or are they sold in a package? Different sizes? Uh, how does how does it all come together? We have two we have two sizes of tee to answer the last part of your question. One is a, a three and a quarter. Uh, we have those in eight colors. We have also have a two and three quarter, uh, which we market only in white and pink. Uh, our retailers. Uh, we have a display uh, that you can also people can also see on the uh, website. Uh, it's uh, not very big. It holds 40 golf tees, uh, 32 of the uh, three and a quarter tees, four of each color, and then two rows, one of the short white and the short pink. Uh, we just found out the other day we used to market it. Uh, the taller tee is perfect height for a 460cc driver. There's a little stopper on it, and when that hits the ground, you're at a perfect height for a 460. So it takes all the guesswork out of teeing the ball up. Uh, and just from comments that we've gotten from people on our website uh, that we actually post, uh, they feel like it gives them more confidence in their swing because now that's just one less thing they have to think about. Uh, we also just found out that the two and three quarter tee which we used to say is for the guy that wants to tee it just a little lower. Uh, in talking to a, a manufacturer a golf rep, actually a guy from Callaway, uh, Callaway, TaylorMade, and uh, one other company are coming out with a 420 and a 440-headed driver. And our shorter tee is perfect for those. Uh, we had a conversation this last Tuesday with our manufacturer, actually the CEO, and I sent him over a pretty rough draft, uh, but we've had so many requests for a tee that can be used on par threes and three woods, uh, and I think they're going to try to uh, develop one for that, and uh, that would pretty much finish our line. Besides the display, uh, the tees can be purchased individually, Online, or you can just go to the store and pick one out of the out of the out of the display. We also package them for our our, our manufacturer for our retailers. Uh, we package a single white tee and a twin pack with a white uh, three and a quarter and a white two and three quarter, uh, because that way they're you know in the the display sit on the counter, the other ones hang on the rack with all the other tees, uh, and if people order online uh the the cost of the tea either in the store or through us is 5.99 we do not undercut our our uh, retailers and uh if they are given them as a gift we will package them uh like they are in the store and send it to them that way our shipping is always free and um so far so good we've uh we've shipped over pretty close to 700 online orders in the last uh since we've been doing it for about a year and a half now and uh it's surprising to us that the the average amount of tees that people buy 
I want to say it's probably three or four. Uh, they want one for everyone in their group. Uh, the response has been, you know, fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about the the, the, the tea in and of itself. And, and John, you may have some you may have some insights uh, here as well. Uh, I know when I've played uh, when I play golf, I, I've got my uh, my regular regular wooden tees. Uh, I like the taller ones. A regular wooden tee. I got two or three of them in my pocket. Uh, I generally pick up the tee, put it back in my pocket. Uh, it's just just the way we way I do it, and I'm so um, accustomed to doing it that way uh, that thinking about having to uh, actually save a tee uh, is really not that big a big a deal than I would imagine from what, if you're putting your bugle tee back in your in your pocket, or if you're if you're putting your your wooden tee back in your pocket. Well, it's yes, and it's one tee. I mean, literally, you can literally get by with one tee. Uh, if that tee should ever fail for whatever reason, you send us back to top half and we'll send you another one for free. In the two years that we've been in business, we have never, ever had one break. So wow. I mean, it's, it, it's virtually indestructible. And I always tell my buddies, hey, you watch my tee, I'll watch my ball. And I know before the show you talked about, well, what happens if it flies into a lake or do whatever? They float. Uh, the, the top part of our tee is actually a polymer. Uh, I don't know all the scientific names for it, uh, but the bottom stem is nylon, so it's virtually indestructible. And we've, okay. had, uh, we've got a couple of guys on the Gateway Tour that are playing our tee. Uh, one guy, Warren Schutte. Uh, he's actually the instructor of golf over at Moon Valley Country Club here in Phoenix. Uh, sure. He's been playing our. He's been playing the same tee uh, for about a year and a half now, and you know he's a big guy and hits the ball hard and long ways, and uh, we couldn't be prouder to have him playing our tee. I, I think it's a great story, Dave, and, and I'm excited to to learn more about it. I know I've seen you out in, in person too because you guys, I think, were at Golf Fest and. And I know that they've had uh, one subsequently in, in San Diego. There's another one coming up right in Las Vegas. Is that right? Yes, May 3rd and 4th in Las Vegas. So anybody that's listening, on, we'd love to we'd love to see you out at the show. And uh, Golf Fest has been a, a good venue for us. So I would, uh, and I'm not, you know, I'm not plugging Spear Hall that that, that runs it, uh, but I, I probably should because they've been uh, very instrumental for us. Uh, to get our product, our, our motivation is to get it to the end user. There are several retailers that we're in today and have been for about six, eight months uh, because people have actually come into their store and asked for our tea, uh, and when they have no clue of what it is, uh, they've, they've gone ahead and contacted us, and now they're selling our tea, and uh, they're doing great with them. And I think people like the charity aspect. Uh, and they also like the durability. They like the fact that you pick it up and take it with you, which is, you know, a little better for the environment. And, again, I think the greenskeepers really like it. Everyone I've ever talked to says, why in the heck doesn't everybody use one of these? And I, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have to sharpen my mowers so much. Well, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice, Dave, if uh, there's a lot of uh, golf courses now that uh, mandate uh, soft spikes, most of them, wouldn't it be nice if they mandated the bugle tee? <laughs> yeah, it would be. Um, I mean, that would that that would be a, that'd be almost as uh, much of a dream as going to Augusta. But 
no, absolutely. It's uh, it really is a great product, and uh, even the people that have had a, a problem where uh, I, I think in all the thousands of teas we've sold, we've had a few that have come back to us because they separated. But the people take take the time; they send it back to us. Uh, one lady in Chicago, in the Chicago area, uh, said she felt like she lost her best friend when she lost it. Two holes later, the group behind her gave it back to her, uh, and she called me up and told me the story. and And she said, "Dave, I'm so used to this thing." She said, "I don't know what I would do without it." And she actually bought a uh, eight or ten more so she could give some to her friends and have a a couple of extra for backup just in case she should lose it. So well, uh, that that was pretty nice of her, uh, Beverly Sir. Uh, S-U-R, and she, she's a real supporter of our golf team. Well, I think, uh, John, tell me if you agree with this. I think golfers are pretty idios- idiosyncratic. I mean, I have a particular ball mark coin that I use, and I like to use it all the time. When I thought I lost it, I was I was beside myself. Uh, I have a particular divot tool. It's just an old, plain, flat, pick them up in the pro shop for nothing divot tool metal. And I have that in my pocket all the time. Uh, and I don't know why I wouldn't be the same way with a with a bugle tee. I mean, it's just there are certain things that, you know, I have to have those in my hand, those in my pocket. This one goes in my right pocket. This one goes in my left pocket. And I'm off to play golf. And if they're not there, I don't feel complete. What about you? Do you have any of those? Oh, absolutely, Pete. I mean, we're cut from the same cloth with that. I've, I've had a couple of situations where I've had to, shuffle the deck because of uh, you know getting a golf bag stolen at one point so you lose all of those things and that's what drove me nuts with that i could get the clubs replaced but it was all the you know the the lucky markers and, and whatnot and divot tools and tees that i keep and i'm a pack rat so i keep so much stuff my wife hates me for that but uh, especially with golf so uh I, I love the concept, though. I'll tell you one thing. That there's a key uh, ingredient for me to be a fan of, of bugle tees, uh, Dave, and that is, uh, does it come in orange? Yes, sir. Nice. Matter of, matter of fact, uh, if you uh, want to email me, <coughs> excuse me, uh, you can email me at sales at bugletee.com, and I'll be happy to send you a few. And then the other question is, do you guys do any logoing of, of Bugle Tees? We can logo them. Uh, doing a small quantity is uh, can be a little bit expensive. Um, I mean, like tw- 25 tees, probably run you about a buck seventy a tee. Uh, to logo our tee, because the top part is a polymer, it has to go through a treatment called the Corona treatment, uh, which was developed by a guy in Denmark. Uh, that actually cleans the polymer so that the ink will stick. I mean, if you took them to a pad printer and said, hey, print uh, whatever on my key, uh, they could do it, but you could rub it right off. And Well, there's a process that they, having been a pad printer myself, I know there's a process, there's some things you can wipe on there to take that glisten or that gloss off, and it should right. still adhere. So, this uh, does not change the tea at all. It just uh, makes right. it possible. So. Yeah, I mean, we have a guy out in Apache Junction that actually does them for us, and um, it's it's a you know it's it's great. We've we've uh, we've done them for realtors. We've uh, there's a a recruiter in Florida, healthcare scouts, and uh, he purchased 1,600 tees to give away at a convention. 
uh, and he went all out. He gave a tee, a golf ball, uh, put everything in a little box, put the name of the charity on top that that tee supported, and then all his information around the bottom. So uh, he was doing something great for charity. He was doing something, and, and he said they were so well-received that he's going to be doing it probably three or four times a year now and even a larger quantity uh, because they were so well-received and people were coming back to it. It brought a lot of people to his booth, uh, a lot of it for the charity aspect of it. They wanted to buy, get a certain color uh, for a certain charity. And uh, your orange tea that you like, uh, that uh, actually uh, supports child cancer, the Child's Cancer Research Fund. Uh, so kudos to you for that. We have uh, eight different colors, like I said. Uh, and just real quick, black does melanoma cancer. Red is for heart disease. Uh, blue supports Alzheimer's disease. Uh, green is the organ donors. Our yellow tea supports the troops. The white tea uh, supports diabetes. Pink is breast cancer, obviously. And then orange, like I said, child cancer. And uh, we think we picked some good charities. We didn't pick the big-name charities like uh, Susan B. Crone. Uh, our breast cancer does the National Breast Cancer Foundation. Uh, we try to help uh, as many charities as we can. And if people buy 100 teas or more, then we're happy to d donate money to the charity of their choice. Uh, we did that for the uh, PGA Superstores. Uh, they wanted to they wanted to change the white tea from diabetes uh, to the first tea. Uh, so we were happy to do that for them. Uh, every other white tea we sell goes to diabetes, but for them it goes to the first tea. So uh, we're all about charity. And like I said before the show, uh, I'm proud to say we've donated in two years a little over $4,000 to uh, various charities, uh, well, even my well, jeweler. My jeweler bought 100 teas, and we donated $25 to the Hallelujah Horse Ranch in Wickenburg, which is a horse ranch for handicapped kids. Uh, and, and it's really nice to get those letters back thanking us, even though it was a small donation. It, it, it's very rewarding to us. Well, John, it uh, sounds like you've got uh, uh, access to orange teas for uh, your Syracuse uh, athletics. And also, uh, I can't help but notice from time to time when you're when I see you that you're wearing an orange shirt for golf mix. So you could be uh, getting two birds with one tea, so to speak. You got it, man. You're speaking my you're speaking my language now. I, I, no, I, I, I love it, uh, Dave. I think it's fantastic, and it, it brings us back to a conversation we've had so many times before about uh, one of the best elements of this game, and that is the uh, charitable aspect, the uh, philanthropic aspect that seems to just be so prevalent, uh, and and I it does make me want to be a part of it more. Uh, and I know that in golf mix we feel the same way with the partnerships that we've established early on uh, with helping to raise uh, money for uh, several foundations, including the American Cancer Society uh, as of late. And, and I think that those parts of uh, business need to be uh, talked about more and magnified more. You know, oftentimes well, all we know, talk and, about is, and it's you know, so the, rewarding. It's so rewarding to to do it. I mean, it, it really is. I, I, I didn't even realize it at first that it would be as rewarding as it has been, and, and we couldn't be prouder uh, that we're doing that, and it's it's just, it's just been phenomenal. Well, the, the, I, it always has its skeptics, and I'm not, I'm certainly not one of them, but, I mean, it, it it's – 
people say, oh, yeah, look, well, golf's giving all this money, and they're doing this for this charity, and now this company's doing that for that charity. And the only reason they're doing it is to gain the publicity from it. Well, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with having getting publicity for doing good. And and I don't see a thing wrong with it. And if the if your heart is truly in the right place, uh, the publicity and what little and I do mean little additional gain you have for doing it is is just inconsequential uh, as far as the monetary side of it is concerned. Well, I'll tell you the benefit that I've gotten from it in a personal aspect. I told you I lost a wife to breast cancer back in '97. Uh, my daughter at the time was 22. She'll be 38 to 10th of May. A few years ago, they came up with the research to be able to test women to see if they carried the gene for breast cancer. And she went to three different doctors, and she definitely has the gene. And the fact that they were able to establish that she had the gene, uh, the recommendation from all three doctors was that she have her breast removed and replaced, and that would give her a 90% chance of not uh, contracting breast cancer. If she didn't have it done, she had a 90% chance of getting it from the time she after, after the age of 40. Uh, so this is long before I started trying to do something for charity in a, in a way that we are. Uh, so it's 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 not a showboat. We're we're happy to do it. And uh, from my personal experience, uh, it's been very rewarding for me. I, I can imagine, Dave, uh, and, and it's absolutely, uh, you know, an unbelievable situation to live through for, for anybody, uh, and, and you can go different directions uh, having lived through it, and you've obviously picked a, a great one. Uh, and I think that as far as, you know, the publicity element of it, Pete, uh, listen, Far too often are, are we getting publicity to people because of how much money they're making. You know, That's to right. me, I, I well, don't how, care. How many problems they're having, like uh, Lindsay right. Lohan. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got that element too, but the sensationalism, whatever. The bottom line is, uh, what's more impressive to people? Is, is it more impressive that you can go make millions of dollars, or is it more impressive that you can help make people's lives better? Because for me, that's a no-brainer. I mean, and and and, and I, I can't believe that we do take as much time as we do on the on the crap in the world. But you know, I'm I'm glad that that you, you scheduled Dave to come on because this is a, a topic or a conversation that even I haven't had on the air uh, for a long, long time about the positive impact that that companies and people. Uh, human beings can make. Uh, it's 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 an important message, especially when people aren't doing necessarily their best, uh, you know, economy-wise and everything else that's gone on uh, in this country. So I, I feel uh, you know much better than I did about a half hour ago before uh, you came on, Dave. And and I'm glad that, that you were able to kind of open the doors. And maybe some people out there uh, feel the same way. Maybe now some people are gonna you know, adjust their, their take on things a little bit, maybe try to do something for somebody else. I think that's an important message, and, and maybe I'll share it with my kids when I pick them up from school later today. Well, uh, I know that it, uh, when we were at Golf Fest in Mesa that the uh, Par Stars was uh, in the booth next to us. They do reviews of golf courses and things, and, and they were so inspired uh, by the fact of our charity aspect that they now donate 10% of their proceeds that they receive uh, to charity, and I'm not sure which one, but uh, I, I can't tell you a more gratifying feeling than I've had when I read that and, and when I actually uh, spoke with them about that. 
for us to inspire somebody else uh, is fantastic. I mean, we're in, we were inspired uh, by the things that the PGA Tour does, and now here's a little company uh, that's only been around for two years, and now we're starting to inspire at least one person, and we don't know how many others. Uh, but it's fantastic. It, it really is, and it is a gratifying feeling uh, that I don't even know how to express it. It's just, it is just extremely gratifying uh, to be able to do something uh, to help so many different worthy causes. Well, Dave, I, I, by the by the sounds of things, uh, and I'm only guessing this because you said you have a daughter that's now 38, as do I. You and I are probably about the same age, uh, and it's really nice to see that. Uh, uh, I'm going to assume that you're a baby boomer. <laughs> and I was. I'm, I'm 67. I was born February 16th, 1946. Okay, there you are, uh, 46 to 64. You're the leading edge. I'm right behind you by a year. So, but uh, <laughs> but it's it's amazing. Uh, it's nice to see that our generation is doing something and getting some publicity, however big or small for the good that they're doing because Lord knows people have been trying to kick our butt for a long time and we've done a good job of doing it ourselves. So it's nice to see that uh, we can say something nice about us old forts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I w uh, my other profession, which I don't want to mention on the air, 98% uh, of my contact with the public was negative. And uh, now it's a, a heck of a lot more rewarding. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine so. Well, I think we're just about coming down to the, the end of what we're well, going to be able to do. Okay, here well, John, today. make oh. sure you send me an email, and I promise you, I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you a few tees for your foursome, and uh, uh, you also. Uh, I don't know if you picked any up at Golf Fest, but uh, uh, if you send me an email as well. Uh, I'm not sure if I have your address, but if I if you send me your address, I'd be happy to send you a few, and you just tell me what color you'd like, or uh, whether it be great. by charity or just your favorite color. It doesn't matter. That sounds great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today, Dave. Well, thank you for having me, and I appreciate it. And uh, uh, say hello to Augusta for me, will you, John? <laughs> I will, I will, Dave. I hope you get there at some point. You definitely deserve it, and uh, thanks for uh, for joining us. And I look forward to talking to you too about how golf picks can help, uh, you know, get the word out for Bugle Tea as well. So we'll uh, we'll we'll get together for sure. Thanks again, Dave. Uh, you can contact me anytime. Um, like I said, sales at bugletea.com, and uh, I'll respond. And bugletea.com is the website that anybody can go to and take a look at what you have to offer. Right, and anybody that's listening online, if they wanted to call in uh, and talk about anything or order teas or whatever, uh, we do have a toll-free line, 1-855-828-4538. And uh, I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, we'll be talking soon. Okay, thanks for being with us today, Dave. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, John, uh, that pretty much wraps up another one. I just want to go through a few things here uh, 
before we shut it down uh, completely, uh, I'd like everybody to take a look at our us on Facebook and like us on Facebook. That's Facebook slash Straight Down the Middle Show. Uh, go on there, see what we've got on there. We've posted a couple of interesting things. And then our new website is up, and uh, it's still under construction in some areas, but straightdownthemiddleshow.com. That's www.straightdownthemiddleshow.com. Take a look at that also. Uh, and there's a place to comment and contact us and also there's another form on there that you can fill out if you are a charity or a non-profit tournament uh, regardless of size especially those that are small and don't get a lot of publicity we'll be able to post your events right there on our site and that is up and operational at this time uh, we're going to have to change the method by which we actually show it to folks uh, make it a little a little easier to read but other than that, we can at this time we can at least get it up. So give us that information, uh, and that's available in the headings on the, on straightdownthemiddleshow.com. So I guess that's about it, John. Uh, you're off and traveling tomorrow on your way to uh, the great southeast, and uh, it's a great weekend. I'm looking forward to it, Pete, and I uh, look forward to catching up with you next week. Hopefully. Uh, uh, potentially relishing in the uh, championship that was for the Syracuse Orangemen. If not, uh, then maybe maybe being a, 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 I don't know if it would be a victim, but uh, being a subject of happy life or happy wife equals happy life. Because uh, if Michigan wins it all, we'll really put that to the test. If Michigan beats Syracuse, that phrase can be put to the test more than it ever has before in my life. Uh, so we'll see how that works. And then, uh, and then from Augusta, you know, I, I don't know what you think, Pete, but I think Tiger is going to be very tough to beat next week. And I think it's going to be an interesting storyline because, once again, he's going up, uh, you know, into this tournament with everybody believing it's him against the field. And, and we haven't had that for a few years. So uh, we'll see how he handles it. Well, I was going to ask you that very question. If you were a, uh, If you were to place a wager, would you take Tiger against the field? Oh, uh, it's with my own money? Yes, your own money. You're out of your wallet. <laughs> yeah, there's not much of that left right now. Uh, I would say, yeah, I would take Tiger against the field. I, I think he is in a, a, a spot right now where, you know, he's found a, a rhythm to his putting, which is so important for him because when he when he's a clutch putter, he's just impossible to beat. And he's, uh, you know, from his golf swing standpoint, I think it's steady. And this is a place where he can spray it a little bit and it won't hurt him. Uh, you know, Augusta is, is not nearly as penal as a lot of other places when you when you get sideways on your driver. And I think that, uh, you know, Tiger can take advantage of that as, as well as anybody else. We saw Bubba do it certainly last year in, in winning. And, and uh, you know, I, I think we've seen Phil do it when he's won there. So, I do think that he is the guy to beat. Uh, there are a few others that I believe, uh, you know, have an opportunity, and, and I, I really like Matt Kuchar and, and his game when he's, uh, you know, playing the way he has over the last couple of years. He's just always around. He's always in the mix. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's there's a handful of others that I think, uh, you know, will pop up and be there. But I'm curious, can Rory McIlroy make a showing? You know, uh, there are going to be a lot of eyes on him, even though Tiger's going to definitely be the spotlight. Uh, a lot of people are wondering what's up with Rory and, and whether he can get his game in line. And this is going to be the first real, you know, huge event of the year. Obviously, the Masters for many people signifies the start of the golf season. I, I learned that when I went away 
you know, having grown up in, in the Bay Area in California, it's different because, you know, we can play golf in January and February. Uh, but when I went to Syracuse for college and I realized, okay, everybody puts their golf clubs away in about October, and then they don't come out until maybe this time of year, beginning of April. Uh, and that's a maybe, a solid maybe. So uh, when the Masters came on, it, it meant something different. You know, all of a sudden it meant not only – is it the first major and, and I'm going to sit my ass on the couch and watch riveting television and great theater, but it's also the, the start of this of spring and the season starting and guys being able to actually take the clubs out of the garage and go get a round of golf in, which I didn't learn until, you know, about uh, 20 years ago, actually, when, when I started in Syracuse and, and now, uh, you know, now I know it well. However, now I'm back in Phoenix where, uh, you know, we get to play all year. So, uh, it, I understand the feeling is there. I may not have it as much in my own uh, being as I used to living on the East Coast. Well, I'll tell you, John, I know exactly what you're talking about uh, with myself because I was born and raised in Michigan, and I and I remember playing as late as we can into the fall and maybe close to the first snow, and also uh, then playing as soon as we thought there might be there's uh, not much snow left on the courses, uh, and and trying to stretch the season as as far as we could, and I know exactly that feeling from not only that but also when I lived in Southern California in San Diego, it, somebody would say, "Well, let's go to the ocean," and I go, "Oh man, we go to the ocean anytime. The ocean's always there. It's not going to go anywhere. You know, we can go tomorrow. We can go next weekend. We can go a month from now. Whatever the case might be, and then it's the same thing here in Phoenix. Let's go play golf." Well, sometimes you just go to, hey, it's not today. We can go play golf tomorrow. We can play golf next weekend. We don't have to play today. It's always, the courses are always there and always available. And it's pretty pretty interesting how the area that you live in geographically dictates sometimes how much you do or don't take something athletically, especially for granted. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and out here, that's it's definitely the case. Uh, but uh, at the same time, I, I think that there also are maybe an abnormally large uh, group of people who do like golf living here relative to other parts of the country. So for that reason, I think that next week's big too because we're all oh, going yeah. to oh, yeah. we're all gonna be around our television sets and we're all going to be you know tuning in to see the, what happens at, at Augusta National and and. Uh, and I'm excited to, to be there. I mean, one of the coolest parts of my job there, I mentioned walking around the course a little bit and uh, and the other stuff that I do, but the truck that I sit in, first of all, the guys are great, all the all the production guys, and these guys are doing the replays that you see. So when you're watching, uh, you know, the, the show, as they call it, or the movie, as they like to call it in the trucks, uh, and you see replays, those guys that are cutting those replays, that are editing the, the, the start and the end of them, uh, that are including audio into the replays at times that are appropriate. Those are the guys that I'm sitting with in the truck. I'm in the replay truck where I where I watch the press conferences. And the and the coolest part about this truck is there are literally, boy, uh, if I had to guess, 60 televisions on the wall, and they're all small, you know, but you can see every hole. So there's cameras on every hole. So you know the the Best part was when, obviously, my buddy Aaron Oberholzer was playing in the Masters because I never want to miss a shot of his. And now when he plays like he did last week, uh, and he's, uh, he's 
at a place where I can't watch TV, then I'm watching PGATour.com and living and dying with the little explanation that they give you in the, in the fine print of the play-by-play uh, each hole. And it's great that they've updated that, you know, a lot since you started uh, professionally, you know, a decade ago. But it's still, uh, to be at the Masters and watching every shot of his from inside the TV truck, you know, these tiny little screens, it was it was such a thrill. And now to see it, you know, so we can see everybody, you know, if we have to find a player, you can find a player and you, you figure out what they're all wearing so you can locate them. It's, it's a really uh, fascinating experience. And I look forward to hopefully sharing more of it next week and, uh, you know, sharing some pictures. I'll, I'll do that. We can upload them onto the Facebook page on the Straight Down the Middle Show uh, Facebook page. And, and I'm going to make sure I've liked that already. Uh, while everybody's out there liking Facebook pages, you can like Golf Mix too. It's just Facebook backslash Golf Mix. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be sharing a lot of that content on there, too. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I never let my head get ahead of myself, if that makes any sense. We've been busy the last few weeks, and I haven't really had my eye on the prize yet. But I think it's starting to get there. Here we are on Thursday. You know, a week from today is the first round, and uh, it's going to be an exciting day. Yes, it is. It's definitely going to be an, be an exciting day. Uh, just uh, before we before we sign off, I wanted to ask you, uh, uh, Aaron certainly would have liked to have had a more productive day uh, at the uh, the Houston uh, the Houston event. Uh, were, were there any further difficulties with his wrist? Yeah, yeah, and it's the situation where it's his wrist, and it's also his confidence uh, of that wrist, and, and I think that's maybe what's plaguing him more because now when he starts to feel it, and he told me this yesterday that uh, when he starts to feel the pain, he backs off a little bit. He can't be as aggressive with his swing. And that, and you know this as well as anybody. When you're golfing hesitantly, uh, man, that, you're, it's already a tough enough game. You know, let's let, let's throw in the fact that you're doubting your capabilities and you're doubting that, that you're, you're physically up to, to par and, and that's going to make it so much more difficult. So he found that to be the case on Friday. He played a pretty good round on Thursday. Friday it started to hurt him, and uh, you know he ended up mixing in the snowman. I think I didn't even bust his balls for that. I need to do that. Uh, but he, uh, he made, and I mean golf balls, by the way. Uh, he, uh, he he did have a snowman on a par five, and then he, he I think he bogeyed a couple down the stretch to miss the cut just by a stroke or two. Uh, so he he can compete. I mean, there's no question in his mind he can compete. He just has to figure out if there's anything he can do to really gain confidence in that hand, in that left hand. And as a right-handed golfer, if you picture the golf swing and the impact and the power of the impact on that left hand with that being the guiding hand on your golf club, uh, you know, that's what he's dealing with. And uh, it's been such a tough road for him. I know he's got so many people uh, rooting for him. You know, obviously I'm the president of the fan club, I think, and uh, I think I've been that way since high school. But he, uh, he hopefully... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll find a way to make it happen. If not, I'm not concerned with him because he's going to be on the Golf Channel again this week. He is, uh, you know, for the post-game shows in the Valero Texas Open. Next week he's going to be doing the pre-game shows for the Masters, you know, which is great for him. Uh, and he does a great job at that. If you watch Golf Channel next week, I, I'm sure you'll you'll find that, that he's, you know, easy to listen to and knows his stuff and, and says what's on his mind, which a lot of golfers don't. Uh, and, and that's why the press is always kind of uh, – admired him. Maybe I rubbed off a little bit on him. I'm going to take credit for some of it, you know, for how long we've known each other. But, uh, but you know, I think he's going to do great things regardless of whether his hand is, is uh, you know, up to the task to, to get him back on tour on a regular basis. And he's not giving up. He's going to still, uh, you know, do everything he can physically. Uh, he's got 11 more tournaments, I believe, to, to try to get his card. And, you know, we'll see what happens. 
Well, I uh, I certainly wish him well, as as do many others. Um, I do admire the fact that uh, when you ask him a question, he gives you a straight answer, which is really, really, really unheard of in many many circles as far as athletes are concerned. Uh, and I also uh, I also uh, know what it's like to play hurt. Uh, I've had an issue over the past. Uh, year, many years ago, when I were having a back issue, and I and I, taking it back was fine, coming forward. But when you get into the hitting zone and you cringe, you just kind of go, "Oh my God," because you know it's going to grab you, and uh, and that's not a way to play on the PGA Tour. I am very, very sure of that. So uh, you know, he's to be commended for uh, not letting his spirits get him down, and uh, or getting his spirits down rather, and uh, and continuing to uh, make the effort, and and hopefully he'll find the key, and that would redo a nice. Yeah, it would. I mean, he's definitely proven he's a warrior. I mean, he's he's gone through four surgeries on one hand and had a hip surgery and, and all kinds of other treatments and physical therapy. I mean, he's been poked and prodded and folded in half. I mean, this guy, I don't know what he, he's doing just to be in the shape he's in, you know, and, and how he's able to, to keep, you know, his physical fitness through this whole process. But, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I'm I'm confident that in the end, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be a winner. He already is a winner. You know, winning that tournament that he did in 2006 at Pebble Beach was was like a movie uh, for any of us that were there. It was it was an unbelievable uh, weekend and dream come true uh, for him and for his family and for all his friends. And and uh, you know, he'll never lose that. And and if he doesn't go on to win again on tour, that's always gonna be there. And it's gonna be such an amazing. Uh, you know, memory and, and something that will be able to help drive him and, and to the fact that he knows he, he can win. And and, and, and I hope that uh, he, he's able to play again, too. I mean, I, I really do. Uh, and I know that, that he does, too. And it's just a matter of it. I, he, only he can make the decision of how, how long he's going to fight, you know, and, and uh, we'll see how long that's going to be. I would I would be surprised if, if he doesn't just do it until he absolutely can't do it anymore. But the, but the bottom line is, you know, and we've talked about this, too, He's got a lot to look forward to. He's got two little boys that are going to grow up wanting to play catch with their dad, wanting to play golf with their dad, wanting to do other physical activities with their dad, and he wants to be there for that. And I don't blame him at all for that. I mean, how could you? So, you know, I think that's another factor for him is to to make sure that he doesn't take it too far to the point where, you know, he can't use that hand anymore. And uh, and so we'll see, you know, whether or not – uh, doctors ever feel like he's in jeopardy of that. So far, fortunately, uh, you know he's gotten cleared to go out and, and give it a go. Well, that's uh, that's good. I'm I'm glad he's he's listening to the uh, medical professionals on that, and uh, uh, he's he's a smart guy. He knows he knows he knows his limits. I'm sure he will discover what his limits are if he even if he ever gets there. So, uh, again, the best to him, and uh, enjoy your travels. I am going to, Pete. I, uh, I really am. Uh, the blood's starting to boil now, if you will, because I haven't really thought too much. It's been such a, a blender, you know, when you when you have no idea that you're going to go follow a team because you have no idea if that team's going to make it. Plus, you have no idea if your wife would even green light the, the experience and then her team makes it, and then you feel like you maybe could do it, but you still don't know because you got to find out if you got enough frequent flyer miles and if your if your in-laws are willing to take the kids for the weekend and all the different factors that we finally settled out and now it's on and now I can look at it. I got tickets finally last night for the game through the Syracuse Athletic Department and 
that was a tremendous stroke of luck. And, and, and so, you know, I didn't get free tickets, but the fact that you're able to buy tickets for face value for an event like this is something to celebrate. So all these things had to happen. Plus, we had to find friends that live 20 minutes outside Atlanta to put us up for the weekend just so we could afford to make this possible. Now everybody knows way too much about how I engineered this, but uh, now I'm starting to, to get fired up for the for the Final Four and then obviously the Masters. And, and, uh, and I'm sure I made a lot of people out there hate me uh, for, for getting a chance to do this. Don't hate me. Uh, I, I wish I could celebrate with everybody. And we will. Next week we'll, uh, we'll be talking all, all kinds of uh, golf live from Augusta. So I look forward to that, Pete. Sounds great, John. Thanks a lot. Travel safe. Uh, have a great time, and uh, we look forward to doing something, and uh, we'll pass some emails back and forth about times and so on and so forth for, for next Thursday. Yeah, I look forward to it. It's great talking to Dave from Google T2. What a, what a great story. And uh, I will talk to you next week, Pete. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You do the same. Take care now. You've been listening to Straight Down the Middle on Arizona Boomer Radio. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com. To reach the Boomer and the Babe, email host at boomerandthebabe.com or friend them on facebook.com slash boomerandbabe. And on Blog Talk, you can friend them at blogtalkradio.com slash boomerandbabe. Follow their tweets at twitter.com slash boomerandbabe. Be sure to make the second half of your life the best half of your life. And remember, at 50, you're just getting started.